Welcome to File Under Entertainment with Eric and Jared, where Jared is actually the guest for the week. This is our X episode, which uh, a lot of people <laughs> have been asking, like, oh, that must be incredibly hard. Uh, that is a really difficult letter. And I'm like, no, actually, it's one that when I knew that we were doing music, I knew who my X artist was going to be. Like, it was much harder for me to pick a a Q and U, it turned out, uh, than it was for X. So welcome in, Jared. How are you doing? I'm here. <laughs> so I may, good. I may or may not so have excited. woken up from a nap like 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, so how was it for you to pick your X artist? Uh, I remember you were like, I got to pick, because I think, I don't know if you remember the text message, but you're like, Dude, I, I got it. Like, I need somebody for X. And I was like, I know a guy by the name of Xavier Root, and I kind of like his music. And you're like, dope, done. And like, we had X locked away for, for like, I remember that first initial part where you were panicking about what you were going to do once he who shall not be named was no longer a part <laughs> of it. And I was like, dude, I got your back. I can do doot, doot, doot. And you like, we had it locked and cocked, ready to rock by the time M was even ready to go. So, yep, absolutely. Yeah, it was super easy for me to to come up with this one. So it's one that I've been looking forward to. And um, in a little bit uh, different approach, because uh, normally we share the playlist and then some people like to listen ahead of time. Some people like to be surprised. You didn't even give me the option. You're just like, I'm keeping it from you. So I have n- I've never heard this person. I didn't seek them out on my own. I figured I'm going to keep the the allure and the surprise. And so I have no idea what songs you picked. I have no idea what this guy sounds like. I have no idea what we're going to be rolling with. Why, but, uh, uh, why didn't you? I've, I've told you who this dude was like plenty yeah. of times. No, I just like, if it was it just sheer laziness, really. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to get uh, far ahead with uh, my artist. So I actually, I think when we were still doing um, tea, I was like actually listening to X and while I was at that point in time, I was, I had skipped ahead to like, well, I was trying to figure out who my U artist was going to be. And then after that, I got that sorted out that I already knew who my V artist was. Um, I was trying to do the pair down for Warren Zevon because there was a lot of music that I had to go through that. Yeah. The XX, like I already knew that artist. And so I had started, you know, I, I just wanted to get as far ahead with the, music artists as possible so i've actually already um got all my y songs selected i've got all my z songs selected and so i was like okay well now that i've got the music done i can actually go back to listening to some podcasts and so i was catching up on some of those that i had been neglecting for a while so it was yeah just basically sheer laziness to like i could have sought the guy out and listened to some of his music to to get a feel for it but i didn't i figured i'd I'd like the uh, the nice reaction of being genuinely surprised at, at what we hear. Well, thank you for uh, for for thank you for listening to it the way that I listen to the podcast <laughs> and how I interpret all of your fun stuff. It's, it's, <laughs> well, it's awesome. So it'll be uh, so. I assume you did the same. You didn't listen to any of the XX. You are just going to hear it for the first time. I think I heard like five minutes of crystallized, and that was like on accident. Okay. Not, well, okay, it's like a three-minute song, but I heard like the first beginning of it because I accidentally played it because I I did do what you guys had done before because I know you guys were like, oh, I listened to my playlist to see if it was good or what have you. 
And I kind of did that where I put my playlist on and then it just shuffled onto crystallized. And I was like, this doesn't sound like, oh, this is, this is the XX. All right. So I, I, I immediately paused it. But yeah, I listened to uh, my playlist. And even though it's three of his albums, as opposed to like maybe kind of one from each person, this is a good tasting of what I like about Xavier Root. So. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Very cool. I can dig that. Well, so actually you're first on the docket to come up with uh, what, do, who is this guy? Uh, and then how did you hear about him and all that? Fun okay. Stuff. Oh, um, well, actually, <laughs> yeah. so bad at this. Yeah. Again, since this is probably statistically going to be the first episode that someone uh, listens to, who are you and where can they find more of you? Dude, I told you, this is so weird with just me and you here. That is so weird. Um, yeah. Hi, my name is Jared. I'm of uh, the, the podcast File Entertainment. I am the super producer here. Uh, you can find me on my own podcast, Feathers and Friends, uh, The Evil Mark Show. And if you ever uh, are curious about how cool the editing is and Susius are my favorite, you are welcome for that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm from. I usually talk about random Reddit nonsense on my Feathers and Friends uh, where I, I may or may not get into arguments with my, my guests. Uh, I may or may <laughs> not not want to edit things out of sheer laziness like Eric. But yes, uh, <laughs> awesome. I, that's where you can find me. Nice. Yeah, the as Mark likes to say, hardest working man in all of podcasting. And it shows because, I mean, my God, how many how many different shows are you a part of? But like integral roles, that's uh, quite a few. Yeah, like I thought, like when whenever we mention how many of them I'm a part of, I'm like, that is a lot. And then I look at it, and it's like, no, we're like, it's fine because like every every two weeks, like it's it's almost like I get a break, and then we do two back to back episodes, and then I get a little bit of break, and then we do two episodes, and it's kind of nice. And then like with with feathers and friends, literally, I just kind of go fuck it, and I do like a couple of them, and and so <laughs> it's it's really not that much work, but it's all good. It's okay. I'm itchy. I don't know why. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. No one else sees it but me. So I just I get to see you contorting your body to try to reach uh, an area. What so. about you, Eric? If this is statistically what? the first time someone's <laughs> listening, who are you and where are you from? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. That, well, you're listening to File Under Entertainment Podcast, which is my show, which is uh, the whole shtick, as you, I'm assuming, can have uh, gathered by now, is that we talk about two artists where we discuss between five and six songs a piece and we go in uh, alphabetical order. This is the X episode. So um, if you're just uh, coming to us the first time here, yeah, you're at the, the very end of the music seasons, but uh, you got a whole whole catalog of stuff through the alphabet that you can check out before that. And the whole first season was uh, with my brother uh, where we discussed uh, movies. So lots of fun stuff there. And I'm also part of the uh, Evil Mark show, the Thursday episode, which is the college football episode when college football season is ongoing. But now it's uh, like just kind of transitioned into all sports and pop culture stuff, which I know that's what you guys are going to be doing for the Friday NFL show as well. So call yeah, Feathers and Friends. Feathers and Friends 1.5. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Mark is a frequent guest on the show as well. And, and so, yeah, I urge anyone that uh, likes this to to give those other shows a listen as well. So Xavier Rude, who who is he? 
Xavier Rude, he's a he's an Australian singer, songwriter, musician. Dude plays like every instrument, by the way. Um, they 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 genre him as like folksy blues, indie folk, folk rock, and reggae. Uh, no, this this guy basically, uh, he 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 does uh like kind of aborigine because he plays the didgeridoo. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. Yeah, is it's. Is it strictly the didgeridoo? No, 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 no. Okay, no, I was no, going to say, like, if this is just, if this is six didgeridoo songs, we, uh, <laughs> we well, might I'm, be calling this. <laughs> I, think, I think the didgeridoo is in, in every single one of them, at least. But, like, he okay. mixes everything. He's vocals, guitar, harmonica, the steel guitar, percussion. Like, he he basically is a one-man band, right? All right. Yeah. Um. Uh, it, <laughs> the the nine inch nails of didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the dude he grew up in Wanyoke, uh near Turquoise, Victoria. I don't know where the fuck that is. Uh, he he went to Saint Joseph College. Uh, his maternal grandfather was Dutch. Why, why is why is all this stuff in here? Like I don't understand it. I thought I saw something cool and I didn't. Um, oh, one of his great grandmother was like an actual Aboriginal Australian, and. Uh, like it, it's kind of cool how he just basically creates this chill. I don't even know what to call it, but it's just like chill music, dude. Like it's great. And, um, I had no idea who this guy was. Right. I was just chilling okay. with all my cousins. I think it was like 14, 15. And one of my, my cousins was like, Hey Jared, check this, this guy out. His name is Xavier Root. He's a one man band. He plays the didgeridoo. It's like, fuck is that? And then <laughs> I listened to it and I kind of became obsessed with his one album and then I got worried because it was like, we can't just pick one album to listen to. Like, we have to listen to all of this stuff. And I was like, does he even have more music out there? Because I remember at the time my cousin was like, this is pretty much it from the guy. It turns out he's got a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, a lot of stuff since when I was 15, 20 years ago. So I found some other music that I really liked of his, and he's got some cool, cool stuff. So Awesome. Yeah. Oh, so you've been a fan for a while. Like I had no idea. Like yeah, again, I have no comprehension of who this guy is or or anything. So I'm I'm sure a lot of people think that about some of the obscure <laughs> random picks that I choose. Like who the <laughs> fuck is this person? But yeah, so okay, so he's got uh, kind of like a a wealth of of work, and so oh, yeah. you got to listen to more than just that singular album. Well, had you really sought out anything more than that album before, or was it you pretty much just focused on the one? I pretty much just focused on the album to let is what it's called. Um, that, that was kind of like one of his first albums that were out there. And it just, uh. so I, I do this thing where like I hyper focus on something. Uh, there's a band called 36 crazy fists, right? Uh, they have this song, um, the all night's lights. It is phenomenal. Um, but it is just one of their songs that they have out there. And I remember when iTunes used to count your plays that you used to have. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I think the first week that I, I listened to it, and now, mind you, it's like a four-minute song. Uh, I played it like 200-some-odd times, <laughs> like <laughs> in a shit. week, in like a week. Wow. So, oh like, God. you can kind of see what happens with me. <laughs> and and I have this, like, for a little while there, like, because uh, I, I think I may have mentioned that I used to be like a big old Garth Brooks boy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that was my dude before heavy metal. And... Like, I just get on these spats where it's just like, just Xavier Root or just Garth Brooks or just the soft stuff where I want to cry or, oh, this is just the old school heavy metal. And so for a little while, I just did it. And every so often I'd, I'd come back to him. 
and be like, oh, he's got another another album out. Oh, he's got another album out. Oh, look at this. It's a lot like so every once in a while I'd revisit him. But like it was always just the album to let. And and one of my favorite songs uh, is one of them that we will we will pick on here. And it just I I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just kind of the nostalgia is real with Jared. So cool. Oh, that's cool. And you don't ever get it's like 200 song or 200 plays within over the span of a week. I mean, yeah. I don't know that I've ever listened to something that much. Like I, I certainly go down some rabbit holes where I will listen to like a song obsessively, but I don't know that it's ever been 200 and you don't ever get burnt out on it. Like that's just not too much where it's just like, okay, I've listened to it 260 sometimes. Like I'm not going to listen to this for six months now and then revisit it. Or do you ever get like that? Or is it just like, I can listen to it 175 times the following week as well. Like usually it's like I take a week or two off (laughs) and then like, I just go back to it. Like there's a, there's a here. uh, I wonder if I can pull it up here. Uh, There's a band called the Browning. Uh, I call it my carnage play- playlist because like these guys are like EDM heavy metal. There's a song called pure evil dragon skybreaker. Like those are some really, really good fucking ones. And it's like a playlist of like 10 of their songs. Right. And and if, if you're willing to share it, I'll give you the link to it. But like, yeah. I listen to this shit on repeat constantly. <laughs> like it's just, there is no rhyme or reason. I wish, I wish Spotify was like, yeah, this is how many times you've played these songs, but I'm, I'm sure I've, I've listened <laughs> might to be them. embarrassed to know. I wouldn't be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. But if, definitely uh, if more people want to check that out as well, like they have more of an interest in what else Jared is listening to, by all means, share that, uh, that I'll give you playlist. All my playlists. And- and I will add, well, I don't know that I've got room in the show notes to add all those links, but <laughs> if you want to do a couple select ones, then I'd be happy to pass those along. You know what? So, I'll, I'll make a playlist called the, the random, the randomness and you, that'll just be a smattering of what I listen to. So, okay, cool. You got to remind me to do that. Cause I will forget. <laughs> Jared's randomness. Make sure you have a note Playlist. on what it is. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck it is. Okay. But uh, I'm excited to introduce you to uh, a gentleman that, that kind of just like, I know I talk about like how excitable I am and like how I get with the heavy metal and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This guy just kind of relaxes me. <laughs> like, okay. I just... well, so of that album yeah. that you said that you that you initially discovered and that you fell in love with and that you listened to a bunch how many of the six songs are from that album uh four okay well that's yeah. quite a few all I, right I, I tried to find other ones but you'll you'll kind of see that i i'm very like there's a groove that it's going to fall into it's i i i like certain things and if you don't mm-hmm. uh have i ever told you about my like 10 second rule with songs no I can you need find to out. be invested within 10 seconds? I can know within 10 seconds of whether or not I'm going to like a song or not. Wow. Yeah, it's well, just like I hear that opening and I'm just like, mm, okay, nope, huh. skip, done. Nope, wow. that's about it. Sometimes it takes a good like 30 seconds or longer to really kind of even get into it. That's that's just bringing things up to speed and you're just like, no, I don't have time for this. No, nope, on to the nope. next one. My oh life my God, is too man. valuable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you, you say your life is too valuable, but you're like, I got to listen to this singular song 268 times, so I don't have time to, li- <laughs> to get into anything new. All right. Uh, I know what what's I like. this? I know what I like. <laughs> what, 
what's the first song that you're going to be playing for us? Uh, so the first song that I'm going to play for you is called To Let, off of the album To Let. Uh, this is the one that uh, that is highly touted uh, by Mr. Xavier Rude. Uh, uh, it is it is a long one. It is eight minutes and fifty five seconds. But I okay. think this is this is the best introduction to the man that you're going to get. All right, let's give it a listen. Down. I'll sit him down. I'll sit him down. 
promise that's the end of the song. <laughs> well, I, I was definitely fooled the first time. It like it must have been what like half halfway through or whatever. It sounded like it was wrapping up, and I was just like, that didn't feel like eight minutes, but okay. And then it's just like, <laughs> nope, it just starts all over again. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I I told you via text message because we that's how we talk to each other during this. But like it's it yeah like when I first saw and heard that song, I was like, man those first three songs are really bangers. And my cousin's like, that's just one song. I was like, oh, okay. I, I've got a lot of thoughts. Well, I liked it. It was different than what I expected because it's certainly like, I mean, I, I know that you're a heavy metal guy, but I mean, this was certainly much more like rockier and upbeat than I was anticipating because yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, I like this to like chill. And then it just like, especially like the cacophony stuff at the end, I was just like, this is still pretty rocking, dude. Like, I don't know that this is like, I mean, maybe this is what Jerry considers chill music, but I don't know. I mean, uh, well, okay. Um, I mean, don't, dude, don't get me wrong. Like a little bit of like the sad baking, breaking Benjamin stuff. Like, you know, the really soft, just subtle music that like everyone kind of, you know, with the little piano reprieves and stuff like, oh yeah, no, that, that, that'll help calm me down. But like, yeah, this is, this is like a couple steps below what I'm normally into. So yeah, it brings me down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right i got um yeah well, so i i wanted to know if this was well i don't know if you know or if it says like because you said that he's like a one-man band but yeah. like is that all him in the studio doing the different instruments and then layering it all together in production pretty that's much. all him that's that's pretty that's in, epic <laughs> yeah unless like it's unless it specifically states that somebody else was a part of it it is literally him just layering all of it together i mean like he might do the didgeridoo the guitar and the you know the lyrics all at the same time because as you can hear he's actually i don't know what that's called but like you can hear him like vocalizing while doing the didgeridoo but yeah hmm. pretty much this is all him just layering everything essentially that's pretty impressive and incredible. And it, yeah, like really good musicality. I liked how it was structured. It was a good song. I definitely, his singing reminded me uh, initially, and I don't know how you're going to feel about mm -hmm. this. Uh, it sounded like there was like some Dave Matthews vibes. Okay. That's not, I don't, well, I don't know. Like some people like really hate <laughs> Dave Matthews and some people like really love him. I'm just kind of like, man, like when he first kind of came out, I was like, oh, they've got like a lead violinist. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's pretty cool. But, you know, he, he kind of in, uh, incorporated more like orchestral kind of stuff into like a rock uh, setting. And so I definitely got that from this guy. It seems like he kind of was trying to maybe pattern his voice because if he's been around for he's 44. Okay. And if he's been doing this for 20, 30 years or whatever, yeah. then that's around the same time that Dave Matthews would have come out. So I don't know that if one was trying to pattern themselves off of the other or if it was just like a coincidence or, or what. But I definitely got some some of those vibes from him. And yeah, just uh, another the note was like, is this all him in the studio? Mm -hmm. That's incredibly impressive. So yeah, like yeah, he's, it's he's, a good one. He started back in 1998 to 2002. And then uh, he, he kind of he was he was apparently part of a band called Xavier and Hum. Uh, they drew inspiration from Leo Cotti, Ben Harper, Natalie Merchant, and other and multi instrument insulin multi instrumentalist David Lindley. And uh, you know, yeah, so like he was he was kind of doing it, but one of the po photos that is of him on stage is him with his acoustic guitar and then the didgeridoos right in front of him. And like <laughs> nice. he, yeah, he he like he does it all. 
But uh, to your point, like Lindsay Sterling, right? You know, the gal that does like that, that like popped off on YouTube for the vinyl ends and doing all that cool mm-hmm. shit with it. I love that woman. I mean, I'm very biased because she's very attractive, but like, <laughs> you know, she does make some great, great stuff out there. So, and yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't care. I agree. Dave Matthews, whatever. Like, if he's got, again, if it's good music, it's good music to me. So. Agreed. I I think that was a really good start. I'm interested to hear more of what we got. So what's uh, next on the docket? Next on the docket, we are jumping forward in time to uh, a song called Black Water off of Dark Shades of Blue. Uh, Just to kind of give you an idea, uh, Dark Shades of Blue is from the 2008 uh, 2008, 2000, yeah, 2008 series of him. So we're going forward in time here because I don't want to just put all of his early, early stuff right on. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of his actual instrumental songs that he does. Uh, same with the other one that I like because a lot of his more music, uh, like the more that I listen to him, it kind of like. Because if you listen to the lyrics until that, it's like her pants are squeaking down the road as she walks. And I'm like, the fuck mm-hmm. is like, I almost kind of envision like somebody stoned out of their mind, you know, stoned hippie in Australia talking about it. Because yeah. at first you're like, maybe it's the sunset, but why are her pants squeaking? What, like, what is going on here? And so it makes me think of Mark a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of his new rage stuff, like he does a lot of collaborations with people. He's got like an entire collaboration album that goes on. But this is more of that just kind of... Uh, I guess Aboriginal rock that I would like to like to call it, and uh, I believe it's either Blackwater or the the final song Stony Creek that is just straight instrumental, and th- that was the longest song by far. And don't worry, we'll keep them nice and short for you. It's not going to be another weird episode, all right? <laughs> uh, that was another joke I was going to make. It was like, is that was King Crimson again with another? <laughs> no, no. The, the next longest song is four and a half minutes. So. All right. Yeah, no, it was a good one. So, but yeah, to your point, it was kind of funny. Like, oh, those first three songs are banger sets. <laughs> it did definitely feel like it was the length of uh, of three songs. So, this next one is Blackwater. Yeah, this one is uh, Blackwater off of the Dark Shades of Blue album. Let's hear it.
that's kind of the only bad the only bad part of the song is it technically leads into the other one that and just abruptly cuts off like yeah that and it just starts into the <laughs> okay yeah it's one of those albums where it's like a continuous album um what with some of the songs but yeah like that's just kind of the instrumental i think it shows off a little bit more of the basic guitar play with the with the drums in the background and then the didgeridoo and I don't know what it is about that didgeridoo, man. It's just that that bass kind of... Mm. I think it comes Yeah. from the days of sitting in the back of a truck with somebody with two 12s in the back and you're a teenager just bumping around and you're like, dude, that shit's dope. Were you more feel it than actually hear it? <laughs> you mean, yeah. Maybe why I'm partially deaf, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It has a very haunting quality. I mean, I think that if it was like what my fear was if it was like just an entire album or if it was nothing but didgeridoo that would just get like too obnoxious it would be too much but the way that it's kind of peppered in it, like it it accompanies the other instruments so well that just the the composition and the way that he layers the stuff it's structured just so perfectly well at least over the course of these two songs i don't know we've got four more to hear but <laughs> well have you ever heard the the snm the snm by metallica yeah like they were the first ones to literally sit down with the san francisco symphony and just be like look these are our songs build the the orchestra around the music that we play built it to be you know the violins and the the violins are a third guitar the cellos are the second bass and mm -hmm. You hear like uh, like Megadeth. They did a, a symphony thing, and I, I I think it was Megadeth that I listened to where they did like the symphony thing that Metallica did. And you're like, it doesn't even come close. Like it just literally sounds like something is like, well, here's the guitar tabs. Just do it on the violin. It should work. Whereas like he takes the time to just go, all right, well, this is what I have in my mind for the didgeridoo. How can I blend the guitar? And oh, look, that's like, you're right. He does just kind of go, all right, everything cohesively fits whereas like if Yeah. you ever listen to anybody else's symphony and and heavy metal it's just you're like no boy knows man that sucks <laughs> well, because everything complements each other. Nothing yes really like outweighs it. It's like the, you're not hearing the didgeridoo while everything else gets kind of drowned out. It's all like everything is perfectly mixed in score. So he must have just like a really fine-tuned ear to kind of because I don't know if he's doing his own production or editing or or what, but. I mean, who, whoever is in his camp is doing it, whether it's him or his super producer, they've got it on point where they, it's like, yeah, nothing really kind of outpaces anything else. So Well, that, good stuff so far. uh, that, that YouTube channel I sent you with my old, Mm -hmm. old podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would run through edits and the, the girl that I did it with, she's like, stop fucking with it. And I was like, I hear things that aren't supposed to be there. And she's like, nobody else does, but you, nobody else. And I'm like, but I can hear it because <laughs> yeah I've got the, the cloud X twos. And I was, I was a stickler for, for sound, my man. Yeah. i get it i mean we're kind of patterned ourselves because we've been doing this for so long where most of our vocal tics i think are kind of removed we don't say um or ah or pause really a lot i mean yeah we still do it everybody does it that's human nature but the very first episode that we did the like Alice in Wonderland and across the universe episode, like the episode one of season one, the movies that I did with Dylan, I, he was so pissed off because I made him take out all of that stuff because we were 
just starting. Like I had podcast experience before, but it had been a long time and he hadn't mm-hmm. done it. So there was a lot of that. Um, uh, uh, really lengthy pauses. And I was like, I want this to sound professional. I want this to be like listenable episodes to take all that stuff out. <laughs> and then as you get better. And, and so first of all, he got incredibly lazy with doing this. He's like, I'm not spending all that time. It was like, it took as long to edit it as it did to actually record it. So he's like, I'm not doing that again you know but you you get better and also you just start caring less it's more about the content and people i think like a more uh here i'm doing it now i'm just pausing trying to find the words dude my first few episodes fuck my life like i listen (laughs) to them and i'm like wow how did I was like, wow, people really must have been desperate for content when they listened to me. And then like I got better and they're like, yeah, this Jared guy, I can give him a listen. But now, yeah, right. Like I, 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 I've done so many fucking podcasts now that it's just, dude, if, if you could sit like in the room with me when I did my last solo Fathers and Friends, you'd be like, like I'm sitting there actively pausing the recording so I can get the ums, the, the fucks out, you know, like all the little dumb ticks where we're like just like that we we actively put out of the podcast like i'm just actively editing and editing in real time and it's just like yeah i i get it but i think people like that just it's two legitimate people having legitimate conversations not this yeah. highly curated content that guy writes it's part of normal everyday speech people just do that in, the, in their normal speaking patterns it, it, over the course of a conversation, there's going to be pauses. There's going to be people stumbling for words. I do it all the time when I'm trying to think. I know what word I'm trying to say, but I kind of get caught up. And so then I'll just stumble around and stammer. It just, it happens. And I think people, to your point, uh, like that, appreciate that more as a, like a real life rather than this really overly polished kind of uh, studio sound thing. I mean, there definitely is uh a desire for that content. I mean, I, sometimes if I'm in the mood to listen to a really highly polished structured thing, you know, I know to seek that out, but there's also certain shows where it's just like, okay, this is just regular dudes or whomever having a conversation. And I can appreciate that as well. So I'd, I'd make fun of Gaio's podcast, even though I'm the one doing the highly structured stuff. <laughs> like he's like, cut this out. Cut well, but that he's, out. he's asked for it. Right. I mean, and so that's oh, yeah. what he wants. And so, it's it's so funny because i've learned his little text like i'm like ah oh, here it comes here it comes yeah throat clear all right back back do 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 like can i do my little editing thing it's it's adorable because like he has little mini conversations with me that like as he's doing the recording he's having with me so it's kind of funny i love it i love it well but that's why his episodes are like 16 minute long, minutes long and ours are like three hours long it's just it's like we're gonna say whatever the fuck and not yeah. take it out you're gonna be concerned about what you say and want to take it out so i love i <laughs> love editing yeah it. i love editing and shit it's so fucking hilarious because like i'll just it's he's just like take that out editor i'm like you can just say my name big guy like it's cool <laughs> you can just say jared editor. take it out yeah Jeez. wow <laughs> so he's no I, I love his shit but yeah like he'll give me like 20 usually it's like 20 minutes of raw pure material and then i cut it down like 15 16 minutes and it's it's kind of cool and uh by the way if you watch his content stick around for the end because he has no say in the blaper the bloopers that he use that i use and that's all me <laughs> that's all me awesome <laughs> i did that on accident too because i was like i'm just gonna throw him a blooper reel at the end here and see what he feels about it he's like that's great 
do that. And I was like, oh, okay. I just did this for giggles. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Uh, Jake and David do that a lot too with Life is Unfair. They'll have sometimes entire, they call it secret sounds where they'll, they'll take something out and they'll put it at the end, you know, even after the like outro music and everything. So it's kind of, it's one of those things like a post-credit scene. You got to be a real fan to stick around to the very end to, I, to get a glimpse of it. I wish I could get into Malcolm in the Middle. I wish I could. I just, I, I, I can't get into it. I don't have the time. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't have the time for it. There we go. You got to make the time. I, mean, mm. I think. I already put enough no. time into listening to you and you and Mark. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no, well, today you asked like, when do you start talking about me? Like, when actually was it? Was it ten minutes in? Yeah, or something. Well, because like today, so like today, I. For those of you who don't know, I'm in sales. I do sales, and I just recently got promoted to be a manager. So now I I sit in a Zoom meeting like this all day with all my other managers, and if I'm just like, <laughs> they're like, "What's so funny, Jared?" I don't want to be like, I'm listening to a podcast right now. So like I, I specifically made time to go into my own little hidey hole in Zoom and then listen to the part where you guys made fun of me, which was fucking hilarious, by the way. That was great. That was great. I knew you would appreciate it. Like, yeah. I think he was actually getting concerned that you might be offended. It's like, no, he's really our friend. Like, we wouldn't actually be saying something like super hard to like, you know, piss all over him. Like, if, yeah. I, if I really thought that you were going to get offended by it, I certainly wouldn't say it but i was like no he's gonna take this in stride like he's gonna think it's funny he he doesn't know it but but i know this comes out after the episode but yeah um i'm just going to leave the meeting and i'm, I'm just gonna get up and leave i know i know he's gonna play that fucking russell wilson clip right and i'm just gonna get up and walk away for a second and be like no that's it i'm done you're, you're too mean to me and then just walk away and see what happens <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him sweat for a minute and see what happens. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. I love him to uh, death. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? I know that uh, some people w- would like to conceal themselves, uh, you know, and their actions. And that was a horrible segue. But his next song is actually called "Conceal Me." I I was conflicted on the next song that I wanted to use because okay. he was he was actually in Canada when September 11th happened, right? And then All he right. wrote a song called "The 12th of September." It's a really good song. I didn't really know that it had some extra meaning in, on it until like after the fact. Uh, but like, I just, it was a toss up between Conceal Me and 12th of September. And I just, I like Conceal Me a little bit more. Okay. So, uh, All bit, right. Well, but that's an extra little bonus for people yeah. that, you know, that if you really like it and you want to hear, you can go seek out the other one too. So, all right. So the next one is Conceal Me. All right. I have to write these down since you didn't share them, you know. Oh, so I... <laughs> sorry. I misclicked. But you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Now, speaking once again. Oh, yeah. My name is in your head. So.
didn't it? Yeah, that's. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to. That was a like a. I don't want to say a drastic departure from the other yeah. ones because it's still like you can definitely tell that it was the same guy, but yeah, it was a, a little bit different. And it was, I think, just a, it had more of like a pop tinge to it. I think it's... than than the rock stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, Wrigley must approve of it. He came by to say hello. So. Yeah, he did. Like He came all the way from the other side of the, the room. So he's like, I can dig this vibe of what's yeah. going on. So. That That's one of the reasons why I did choose this song is because it doesn't have the didgeridoo really prevalent in it. Uh, it, it does kind of have that more poppy kind of sound to it. It, it. it is one of the ones that I think has a little bit more, um, it has a bit more mainstream appeal in it. And I just, it, it's very, you, you always hear those like pop hits where you're like, yeah, no, this is just going to be a great song for the radio. And I just, I feel like that's what Conceal Me was. And every time I'm, every once in a while, I'm a basic bitch. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. So this, again, not that I, not that I disliked it. It was just of, of the three that we've heard, that is definitely more of the, the vanilla kind of poppy, like especially with how we let off, and I'm like, okay, this is different than what kind of I expected. But all right, this is kind of like the baseline, and then the second one comes in is like, all right, this is just instrumental, but this is like kind of on par with what I would expect. So then, then this one was just like, all right, that's a little bit of a curveball, still good, but a little bit different. So all right, what's uh, now we get to the the last three, like what's yeah. in the final stretch here? The 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 next stretch is we're gonna light the shade which is actually what the song is called, Light the Shade. This is off uh, the album To Let Again. Um, it, I don't I don't like to... I, it's it's so weird because I know you guys give like little introductions, you do things, and it's just... That's not how Jared does things. It's just... I you just I want the, the music to speak for itself. Yeah, I just... I like the music to speak for itself. And then we mention it because like with Conceal Me, there's not really a whole lot there. It's You're very right. It is very poppy. It is very mainstream. And it is very just kind of uh, a good radio song and uh, i don't i don't want to come off with like yeah it's gonna be a good radio song and you're like that's fucking a little bit different than what we've heard so <laughs> all right why don't we just light the shade and see what happens huh let's do it Ooh, when you're feeling lonely and your heart is hungry i'll light the shade and when the moon escapes you and the sun denies you, I'll light the shade. Om nat bach ka 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 Pending, you feel it all descending. I'll light the shade, and oh, I'll answer searching when it's all confusing. I'll light the shade. Wow, oh, not the patch, but oh, not the patch, but oh, not the patch,
I'll answer such a when it's all confusing, I'll light the shade. And oh, when the moon escapes you and the sun denies you, I'll light the shade. Little, little, little different, huh? Yeah, definitely. Get, I, the vibe that I got from that one was that it was like, uh, <laughs> like it should have been in The Lion King. I kept yeah. it waiting for Rafiki to hold Simba up over the over the tribe. <laughs> like, all of this is your legs. <laughs> I like it's one of those songs where, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, "Whoa, okay, like, all right, like, just straight bongos." Uh, or, or I wonder if that's that little. I think those are just bongos, but it's like, that's that's kind of cool that you could just create a whole decent song uh, with with bongos like i just yeah he definitely he likes to take chances and um you know do thing do different things musically and i i respect that it it paid off it it's i, I like how kind of simple the lyrics are how just kind of like straightforward it is mm -hmm. uh and yeah like he really does take quite a few chances on the songs and i think it paid off uh into let and it's it's just a, it's a great little Wait, I, I was that's oh that's so cheesy. It's like it's great where to light the shade. Fucking just trying to work that in there. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I like about Xavier Root is is because it's basically just him. I like his ability to just kind of go out and express some things. And as wildly different as this is probably what you guys would have thought that I'd listen to, that's kind of why I like it because it's just so outside of my realm. Where you hear it for a split second, you're like the fuck. Okay. Okay, big guy, just a bongo song with you in the back. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, because uh, uh, I think one of the things, too, was uh, it, it's all because one of the one of the phrases is it's all confusing. Just oh, light the shade. And you're like, well, when you shade is supposed to be a little bit darker, it's supposed to be a little bit cooler. You know, it's a place to kind of take reprieve. But you you want to brighten it up and make it happy. And you're like, mm -hmm. that's that is kind of confusing. And I th I remember one time I was listening to this song when I was kind of having a, a pretty low point in Jared's life in the military where uh, I was going through uh, a divorce uh, when I was young, dumb, and married in the military. I think I've told everyone that. And mm -hmm. I listened to a lot of Xavier Rude, and I remember that song specifically was just kind of a nice, very simple, very, very steady song that I just could go, okay. Okay, yeah, we're gonna light the shade. I don't know what the fuck that means, but we're gonna do it. It's gonna feel good, and we're gonna get through this. And and then I deploy. I think that's it, so. That's that's part of the thing is that talking about like a, a shade is like you mentioned. Yeah. It's a darker area, so you could be like you could interpret that as a mental state of being as well. Like the shade, you're like you're going through a dark period, and so we're gonna shed some light on it. Like maybe things aren't as bad as you seem. We're gonna you know make things try to make things a little bit better cast some light into a darkness i get it now <laughs> i get it <laughs> well oh. i think you you always had it because you kind of were saying like that's how you had already always interpreted it so i mean like you were you were using that kind of as a coping me mechanism so you were doing what the the song wanted you to do so i think actually that is going to make me rank that one a little bit higher so like to be honest like the the first one when when you first played it i'm like mm -hmm. yeah it's it's heavier than i would have anticipated based on what you were saying yeah but it also kind of fit with what i know you to listen to so now this like yeah conceal me and certainly light the shade are, are definitely ones that were a bit like yeah this is a little bit of a departure from what i would <laughs> anticipate 
a Mr. Jared to listen to, unless it was on his "I Want to Cry" playlist. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this is this is not my cry playlist. The the cry the cry playlist is only like five songs, five songs, and I only need like two of them to get through to it. So. <laughs> Uh, no worries, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna start building back to uh, Blackwater and and to let here with Central Avenue, uh, where we'll, we'll just we'll let you guys take a, a stroll down it and see what happens. Hey, all right. Walk a walk, a nice one. Ah. Uh-huh. kind of imagine that's like him walking down like 
New York Central Ave or something like that. He's mm-hmm. he starts and then like all the crazy traffic and all the beautiful lights and the sounds and everything that he sees and then at the end he's just like, "Ooh, that was a trip." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's back in the hotel. He's safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and as as you can see, it's a little bit more upbeat. We're kind of getting back to you know that that kind of cool. Like it's a very plucky guitar, but like mm-hmm. it fits so well in it. And I almost kind of feel like if he did add lyrics to it, it would just ruin the song. Yeah, I agree. That was that one. It definitely uh, was better served being an instrumental piece. I agree. It, but it's like he hasn't had like aside from the first two, like because Blackwater, even though it was instrumental, it definitely seemed like it was kind of like in that same vibe as to let. Yeah. But the rest of these have all seemed like they were very kind of disparate. It's like it's all like you can tell him, especially when he sings. And it's mm. also um, it's like the the taking chances musically. But all of them have been kind of like their different sounding. Yeah, yeah, it's they're they're all very unique in that. Like, I, I don't know, like not not knowing that it was the same person if this was just like on a random spotify playlist i wouldn't know that these last three (laughs) were all from the same guy you know what i mean like unless i looked at it or unless someone expressly told me this is all xavier rude like i would be like i don't know it was just like that's that's one thing that i liked about him is is even though it is technically you know four songs off of one album they're almost very wildly different styles of play and, and kind of like as, sure. as to what you had mentioned earlier, where you said like it, he just takes a chance to let was one of his earliest, earliest albums that was out there. So like, this is kind of him getting a foothold. Like uh, when, when we talk about a lot of his albums, uh, like from 2003 to 2005, he has solace and food in the belly in 2007, white moth comes out. And then uh, 2008 to 2011 is Dark Shades of Blue with a collaboration of Itzintaba, I think is how you pronounce that. Um, where With Dark Shades of Blue, as you heard that, like, heavier electric guitar, like, he's very mm-hmm. introduced to a heavier sound. Um, and then uh, he actually recorded with a percussionist drummer who, who had done some stuff for him on White Moth and Food in the Belly. And then he actually, like, in 2015, he collaborated with the united nations uh and and for an album that was out there and just like a bunch of people that kind of came on and so over the years he's getting a broader spectrum where he's kind of discovering himself as an artist and Mm -hmm. it's almost that's i think that's why i kind of chose a lot of the songs because he has the early iterations of this is what he wants to do so he's putting it all out at once and and then here's here's the baby the baby xavier taking his first step seeing what he wants to do you know (laughs) well, I think that's a really good point, too, about like your first albums, because I, and I think um, Mark had brought this up. Like, mm-hmm. I think even the last episode, yeah, when he was talking about Weezer, it's like that first album for so many people is so great because it's the culmination of your life's work, really. Like it, you've you've made the determination that you want to be a musician. And so like maybe you've had these songs brewing for between six months and 16 years or longer in some cases before finally someone you know, takes the plunge and actually records it. So this, that first album, it's like, you've cultivated all this art. Like, this is the message. This is what I want to get out into the world. And then you've done that. And it's like, a lot of times those first albums are great and they lead to success, mm-hmm. which leads to, uh, you know, the album or the, the studio saying, okay, you need to come out with your sophomore album. And then that sophomore album being a complete departure and being like, so like, even if they're good, 
they'll mm-hmm. never match that you know magic and intensity of that first album because they don't have nearly as long to put that together like maybe you have a year maybe two before the studio is like all right you got a whole other tour that you need to go on you need to get more material for a second album so then it's like they rush it and then they they don't match it so it's like he had in that first album i don't know how long it was that he was thinking about getting into music or what however many ideas he had but it seems like I don't know if I'm going to have another chance to do this. So everything that I want to do, I'm going to throw it all out there in this first album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's actually kind of why I'm ending on one of his actual, like literally this album is like brand, brand new as well, as of like last year. Um, But in 2021, he got a new deal with uh, the record. Well, in 20, Oh, banana sandwich in 2021, the newly rebranded Virgin music, Australia signed him and on June 17th of 2021, he released this song, Stony Creek, which was the single of uh, Jean-Jacques Moon, I think is how you pronounce it. J-A-N-J-U-C uh, Moon, which was released in 2022. And so this is okay. kind of like the new hymn after like all of the other albums and everything else that has come out. So, yeah, you want to talk about life's work like this is this is where he is now and with some of the new stuff that he is. And I've kind of enjoyed the journey. But at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of excited about the XX. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we get, let's not rush things. Let's no, get no. into Stony no. Creek first. Let's give that a listen. But yeah, so this is Stony Creek. This is literally what he sounds like meowadays. All right. <laughs> This is home. 
places home Okay, so <laughs> I assume that what because he was talking about like um, teaching a, a younger kid. So I'm assuming like he, like he and his wife had a child or something, and it sounded like he was talking about like the, the craziness of the world because he said that was released in what 2021. Yep, 2021. Okay, so the so yeah, that's like uh, still kind of in the pandemic kind of thing and yep. craziness and talking about like bringing somebody up and yeah. So, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you know any background around about the song or anything, but that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, Cause his, uh, his album cover is very Australian. It's got the Aboriginal. It's, it's like a very kind of cool blue with uh, some kangaroos on it, the trees. And it's got kind of uh, some Aboriginal, uh, Aboriginal inspired kind of art at the bottom and, um, it's just kind of the state of the world that that's going on and, and, and raising a, a little one in and that, you know, this is the the world we live in and sometimes damn it, it feels just could be good to be home is cause what I get it. Cause he actually says, just fuck it all in the song. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of where I would be too. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of times like albums take like a year or two to write and 2020 mm -hmm. was legitimately, oh, yeah. you know, the <laughs> kickoff. And for so, sure. yeah, so I, I just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just stay home and, and live our lives and, and be who we are. So, well, I can imagine that would feel like, I mean, people felt so incredibly isolated anyway. And like, I don't know, I've never spent, I've never been to Australia at all. I've mm -hmm. never spent time there or certainly lived there, obviously. But I can imagine like being on an island that's so far away. I mean, it's a gigantic place, obviously, yeah. but being so far away from everything else, like, I can imagine it feeling like isolating, even if there wasn't like a global pandemic, like even if there wasn't like a you know, quarantine that you couldn't leave it, that it already feeling like pretty like isolating. And then you compound that with all those other things that were going on. I imagine it feeling a lot, lot worse. And yeah. like, where do we go from here? But I mean, at least we're home. At least, it, yeah, you're not like trapped somewhere else where you feel like you don't belong. So. I remember like I used to love staying home. I love, I used to love like just kind of not really like it, it was a, a big thing to me to like, I think I'd maybe talked about this before where it was like a big thing to just go, go grocery shopping when the pandemic hit. Cause it was like my little bit of uh, Wrigley is throwing me off hardcore with his little weird <laughs> head and where he's trying to he's, clean his neck. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's trying to clean himself and he's like, yeah. He's... <laughs> but yeah, like I remember when it was like a big thing to leave the house, you know, it was like a real big thing to, to get out and do everything. And, and like, I, I re remember finally backwards, like I lived around, I live around a decent amount of people and I would see a lot of people out and about. And I'm just like, I really do feel super, super alone, even though like my neighbor would come out and we'd, we'd have conversations from across the parking lot. And I just, I couldn't like, I'm just like, God damn, like I feel so alone, even though I've never really been that alone. So mm -hmm. it was, yeah, definitely a, a weird time. I, <laughs> For me, I think I, I've talked about it too. It's like uh, very early on, we were deemed like an essential business or whatever. Yeah. So we were going into the office constantly and like everybody, we were already kind of like um, 
social distancing anyway like just naturally even before that was like a thing that you were supposed to do like everybody just kind of like had their own work areas that were kind of away from each other anyway so um we never i had like two days work remote and then the rest of the time it was just like business as usual mm-hmm. so it's like I, I was so kind of like envious of the people that got to to stay home all the time but then you hear the horror stories from them it's just like yeah, I haven't left my house in like a month and I'm like so, <laughs> so lonely and so like kind of stir crazy and everything. And yeah, so then they were envious of me like, oh, you get to go out and do your thing like every single day. And it's just like, yeah, I'd rather be where you are. But it was like, yeah, it, it gotta was, find some happy medium. I, I remember they were like, what do you guys feel about working from home? I was like, I mean, I'd be down. That'd be kind of cool. And then like two days later, they're like, Jared, come into the office early if you can. I was like, why? They're like, because we know you're good with computers. We need you to be a guinea pig. You're working from home, like, today. And I was like, oh, fu- what? Because we did travel insurance. And, like, the pan- like the pandemic was big for what we were doing. And, like, we had the first inkling that, like, oh, shit was pretty heavy. And, like, I remember that first two weeks I was working from home. I was like, this is kind of fucking cool. Like, it was great. <laughs> and then week three, I was like, all right, not so much. And then week, f- week four or month four, I'm like, I wonder if OnlyFans is a thing yet. <laughs> you know, like I'll pay somebody to talk to me. <laughs> so yeah, like it, it 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 got to the point where like I'd go grocery shopping and I would I think I've told this before, but like I would specifically linger around people just to like be near somebody, even though I'm like, I know what pasta I want, but like I just want to be like, hey man, are the noodles, are the elbows that much better than rigatoni? You know, the rigatoni, like, is it really better? And like, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, well, I really like elbows. And like, you're like, we're really having this conversation right now, aren't we? And I'm like, yes, you are, because <laughs> we're lonely. Like, <laughs> and you brought it on. It's like, you, you knew fully in your head you were going to get the rigatoni, but just like, yeah, I'll humor you in your elbow talk. But. I bought the elbow because it was cheaper by the, like, I think I got like, I think I got a two pounds of elbow. Now, mind you, two pounds of elbow noodles, that is a fuck ton ungodly amount of noodles for a single man. <laughs> like, I was two like, yeah, pounds? yeah, yeah. Cause Walmart sold it at like uh, the two pound pack. And I was like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get two, two pound packs and some rigatoni. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of elbow pasta. <laughs> I didn't realize like, uh, how much it had. And I'm eating pasta for the next six weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was pretty much what, what can I incorporate with noodles is pretty much what it turned out to be. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you think of Xavier? Different than what I anticipated. Uh, Yeah, really good. Uh, Very impressed with uh, the musicality and just the instrumentals and just to have that talent, just to be a multi-instrumentalist like that, to be so good at playing each instrument as he was. And yeah, again, I don't know if if it's him or someone in his team that does the the production uh, and layering and just the structures of the songs are just... Yeah, really super good. And just a lot of different, uh, even over the course of the six songs, uh, it was like it could have been five or six different artists. You know, that yeah. was a lot of different varying kind of things. I think there's something to like for for everybody. So, I don't stuff. know if you saw it there, but I, I got I had a single tear in Stony Creek. It uh, It's a sad, like it just, it makes me feel. The dog is what stops me from crying that little dog bark in the beginning it always throws that me was off. a little unsettling yeah that was just like okay <laughs> yeah like and then the like i don't know if it was just like him trying to be cute with the tweeting in the background but i was like 
was like, bro, you, you tried, but you failed there. Like, it's a good well, song and, otherwise. And that it is, and it, it's kind of heartfelt, and it is from a place of uh, like uh, emotion and kind of like uh, fear and anxiety and, and stuff because of what it's about. But then there was the like the line in there where like someone bought a chicken, and I'm like, all right, I'm completely checked out now. <laughs> It's like you, you had like you, you kind of you had me in the beginning with the instrumentals. You lost me for a little bit with the dog. You you won me back over when you started, and then you've lost me again with the chicken. I'm like I okay. Like the the best thing that I can think of is just like he's like so I know Aussies are just weird as fuck to begin with, right? They're just <laughs> they're interesting peach people, and then you take somebody who like. The didgeridoo, you kind of got to be a little marky, you know, a little maybe maybe dabble with some caps or something like that. And and I almost kind of got to imagine like that's he's he's the he's the Aussie version of a hippie, which is why a lot of his music is like this. And I love him for it, man. But just like her pants are squeaking down. The, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck that means. But all right, we're going to we're going to go there. Like, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the, the music and everything around it is so good, which is like, I'll, I'll give you a free pass. Yeah. I'll give you a lyrics, pass on that one. Lyrics are odd, <laughs> but you got it, bud. Let them squeak. Uh, oh, I have right. a question. Yeah, by all means. Since it's just me, are we going to do Is It Aerosmith? Yes, we are, of course. Motherfucker. I'm just, <laughs> I apologize in advance to everyone, because I don't prepare or do anything. I don't I... have... Any... I think you've you've said what it is that you look for, and you've been pretty good about f- picking them out. I think. But yeah. Do, do the people deserve a fifty a fifty percenter? <laughs> like, I mean, like, do the people deserve is it Aerosmith at all? Like, I think that they would probably all rather wish that it didn't happen. But it's <laughs> at this point. This Jared fucker is only 50%. He always gets half of them right, man. Come on. Like, you, you should That's know by good. now. <laughs> hey, you, you could be Gaio and go, like, 0 for 4. Like, that, that takes... You have to almost be, like, trying not to get a single one right. So, Okay. You. Okay. That's fair. Well, I, I apologize in advance, but yet uh, at the same time, I don't apologize. But uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Gold Helmet himself, Rudy, was not offsides. Um, what's up, Eric? Who is, who is the XX, my brother? I'm glad you asked, Jared. The XX are an English indie rock band from Wandsworth, London. They formed in 2005. The band consists of Romy Madleycroft on guitar and vocals, Oliver Sim on bass guitar and vocals, Jamie Smith, also known as Jamie XX, who does beats, MPC, and record production, and formerly Baria Qureshi on keyboard and guitar. They're known for their distinct and minimalist sound that blends indie rock, electronic pop, dream pop, and electro rock, and the dual vocal setup of both Croft and Sim. Their music employs soft echo guitar, prominent bass, light electronic beats, and ambient soundscape backgrounds. The band was formed when Croft and Sim met during their time at the Elliott School, with Baria Qureshi joining the same year and Smith a year later. After posting demos on their MySpace page, they drew the attention of the label Young. (laughs) The band released their debut album, XX, in August of 2009. The album was a commercial and critical success, reaching number three on the UK albums chart, ranking first for The Guardians and second for NME's Best of the Year list, amongst others, and winning their Mercury Prize in 2010. After they... Their debut, Koreshi left the group, and their second album, Coexist, was released on uh, September 5th, 2012, to positive reviews, reaching number one in the UK and number five in the Billboard 200. After after a four-year lapse between releases, the band released their third album, I See You, on 
uh, January 13th of 2017, which debuted to critical acclaim and peaked at number one in the UK and number two on the Billboard 200. Um, I don't even really remember how I first heard them in the first place. At some point in time, I just heard an XX song and I was like, and it was one of the ones that we're going to be listening to. And I was like, that's incredible. I like the, uh, both the male and female kind of like harmonizing really good. I need to learn more about this band. Uh, got that first album, their debut album. And it was just like, there's, I picked three of the six songs from that album. I really legitimately could have picked all six. Like there, that there's not a bad song mm. on that first album. It's incredible. I really like it. The second album, I only picked one song. It's by far and away, in my opinion, the best song on the album. The most recent album, it's got more good stuff, but I only picked, you know, two. Um, I that first album, like we were just saying with Xavier Rudin, uh, Weezer and pretty much everybody else, that first album that you put out, it's like, this is what you've been building to. Like, this mm. is what you've always wanted to put out. And so it's like pretty much the greatest one. And I don't know that, however, if they put out any more music, I don't know that they're ever going to top that first album. I urge everybody that is interested in this stuff to seek out that first album definitely and and maybe you'll have a better appreciation for the second and third albums than i do certainly some good stuff on there but um for me like that the first album is primo so i did the same kind of thing that i've been doing i'm going in chronological order so we got the first three songs that we're going to have are from that album um actually even in uh order as they appear on the album wow so uh we're gonna we're gonna go as far as that because i didn't want to tip my hand as to what song was going to be my number one even though i'm sure like talking about it i'm going to be gushing about them so um i, I do have a question yeah what is dream pop well i think you, you'll hear it so you were saying that you were excited to hear the xx i, I was gonna say like based off of uh, because I, I honestly thought that Xavier Rude was going to be a little bit more of a poppier kind of uh, okay. kind of sound. So that first one to let was certainly rockier than I was anticipating. So I was thinking immediately, like, oh, my God, Jared's going to hate this. Like, he's, he's <laughs> probably going to fall asleep. Like, I, I think like the. Um, they, they do a weird thing where it's like they have more like electronic deep driving bass okay that kind of just like it feels like it doesn't fit with the song especially with their vocal deliveries okay uh, you'll you'll certainly hear it especially like when we get to sunset is like the biggest epitome of that in my opinion but okay. um yeah i i hope you dig it i hope people like the stuff but i won't be surprised if uh dream pop i guess to answer your question, I don't really have an answer. You just kind of have to hear it for yourself. Let's okay. Let's give a listen to the the first song, which is from that debut album. This is crystallized. <laughs> Thank you. 
Right. So, what did you think about it? I, I feel first like time here. he he feels like the mumble rappers, right? A little bit, like he feels a little mumble rappy. But this is I, I yeah, this is kind of a chill. This is a chill file under entertainment. We're, we're vibing, <laughs> as them kids say. Hey, yeah, we we sure are. I've actually got quite a few notes uh, on this one. It's the most notes that we have actually for any of the songs. Crystallized is the debut single by the XX. It was released on April twenty seventh, two thousand nine, as the first single from their self titled debut album. Croft and Sim shared lead vocals with Rachel Cowell from NPR. Said. Uh, they are, quote, delivered in a sexy call and response fashion that is reminiscent of the duets by Canadian indie pop band Stars on their 2004 album Set Yourself on Fire, minus all the antagonism associated with ex-lovers, quote, <laughs> end quote. Uh, like most of the other songs on XX, Crystallized was based on an imagined romantic scenario developed from reverse Sim had written thinking about what a fling would be like. He said, quote, I hadn't really had any relationships to be working off of, but I had 
a huge interest in life and looking at other people's relationships around me, end quote. He wrote the first lines of the song, including you applied the pressure to keep me crystallized and shared it through iChat with Croft, who responded with her verse beginning with I'll forgive and forget before I'm paralyzed. Crystallized has been used in numerous advertisements and TV shows and has over 26 million hits on YouTube as of 2000, as June 2011. So I'm sure it's far and away much more than that. Uh, it was sampled in the song Lesson Zero by Kay Flay and covered by Gorillaz, whose version was included in the advertisement for Grey's Anatomy in late 2010. Uh, user at Week on songmeanings.com did some research and found crystallization is a concept developed in 1822 by the French writer Stendhal, which uh, describes a process or mental metamorphosis in which unattractive characteristics of a new love are transformed into perceptual diamonds of shimmering beauty. According to a quotation by Stendhal, what I call crystallization is the operation of the mind that draws from all the presence itself, the discovery that the loved object has some new perfections. So I think maybe that's what they were going for with uh, that, um, that concept from Stendhal uh, for the title of the song. Uh, I like, I think it's a, um, a good example of how they play off of each other and how they'll be singing they're they're harmonizing like singing at the same time but like completely different words and it's i, I think it's something that they do really well my brain hurts a little bit trying to figure out what's going on when that happened <laughs> i was like that I, I was like there's something happening but we probably shouldn't be happy like you probably should be singing the same words right now <laughs> but i like dude it's a good song it is very relaxing i'm i'm not hearing the bass that i was thinking you were you were throwing at me um maybe that's just i'm yeah. waiting for oh, it it's coming okay. in, in uh, future songs so okay uh, let's give a listen to the next one oh unless you got something more to say i like I didn't know that it was kind of like is is so that the song's about jilted ex lovers or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of their their shtick a little bit. It's just like they're they're just friends. They're not uh, romantic partners, um, but they kind of play off of each other in their lyric writing as if they are ex lovers. That's kind of what they do a lot. It's like a lot of just like uh, I love you, but you don't love me. Like kind of pining for a relationship or we were in a relationship and it failed. And so now how do we kind of uh, go on about the rest of our lives? Sunset is like, that is the, the premier one um, okay. for, for that. So we'll, we'll get to that, but they, they found um, 110%. You well, think so? <laughs> well, no, cause then it might take away the facade or, or they secretly fuck and they're so mad that they can't come out. Cause otherwise it would ruin the facade that a lot of their songs and music are brought yeah. up. And and a part of that teenage angst that lives with inside of them, I can see that. I can definitely see that they, you know, maybe had a tryst. You know, when you're out on the road for so long and you're kind of like harmonizing with each other, you're on stage and you're staring longingly into each other's eyes. I can see them catching feelings for each other, and you know, like wondering what that's going to do to their dynamic in the band and also their songwriting. And yeah, maybe it happened. I don't. I don't know. So did did but, you? Did you watch the You People on Netflix? No. So uh, Jonah Hill came out with a, a new. I think it was Jonah Hill. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Jonah Hill. He he had a new movie on Netflix, where uh, apparently the chemistry was so bad, like she refused to kiss him at the end, and they CGI'd her kissing him at the end. 
Really? Yeah. Um, she she said, and 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 this was a quote um, that basically she would never have another love after her her first husband died. But apparently, she had no problem kissing like. Uh, there's, I, I like I'm putting myself on the spot. You know how bad I am at remembering these things. But I'll <laughs> find the article and I'll come back to it after uh, after your heart skipped a beat. But yeah, All like right. they CGI'd the kiss, and like everyone was like, "No, you didn't want to kiss Jonah Hill because he was Jonah Hill, but you had no problem kissing this other like super awesome guy." But yeah, it was like a huge yeah. thing, and I'm like, God, that, that like I've always wondered because like with if they're playing two two ex lovers, right? And, mm-hmm. and I've always thought this about like movie stars. Like, how do you not like you're, you're playing this woman's your wife and you're her husband and you have these scenes. And like, I always feel like if you're going to have a love scene, it's like you, you've got to exude the feelings to, to get there. And how do you yeah. not just be like, look, I know that we're just acting, but apparently I'm in love with you. Do you want to go fuck at my trailer in a minute? Because <laughs> like that scene was hot as shit. You're, you're cute. Like, let's just pump and dump and get it done and go. So, yeah, that and that ends the romance right there. Yeah. Right. Well, but like, like you know, like that's like the biggest thing is like, I I'm wired so weird that like if I'm like pretending with somebody, I'm just like, God, damn, Jackie, like you're you hot. Fooled yourself. <laughs> yeah. You fooled like, yourself into thinking that it's actually legit. No, well, that's like how... I just do. Like I will legitimately fall in love with somebody. Oh yeah, hundred and ten percent. So you could never be an actor. Oh, is no. what you're saying? No, no. If I ever become an actor and there's a love scene, it's just like no, 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 no. The the girl that I'm dating has to be the one. Otherwise, I'm gonna break up with my girl. Or it's gonna so get you're real Kirk Cameron, upset. basically. Yeah. Have you heard that? Like Kirk Cameron is like I I can't even. He's so like uber religious. He's like I can't even kiss another woman. And so it's like he's done a lot of those like uh, Hallmark or Lifetime yeah. movies or whatever, where it's like they have to either have it kind of like in silhouette or it has to be like his wife that they CGI like another person's face over hers because he adamantly refuses to even like kiss anybody else on screen. But that that's, that's loyalty right there. Like that's, that's, that's different. No. Like if, if like you and I were playing gay lovers, right? Like I would, I would almost you'd fall in love with me. Oh, 110%. <laughs> I'd be like, Hey Eric, I know we're like pretty straight dudes and all, but I want to go real broke back mountain with you, bud. Like just saying, just saying until the next movie contract and my new love interest comes into play. Yeah, like I just I I can't do it, man. Like I get connections with these people, and like That's we're really funny. good friends. And I'm like, I love you genuinely, you know, Sarah. So like, you know, it's like just there it is, it happens. That's funny as shit. Dude. All right, well, let's take a beat for Jared to find the uh, <laughs> info about who it was, uh, and listen to Heart Skip to Beat. Sometimes I still need you Sometimes I still need you Sometimes I still need you 
Why? Yeah, it's like it's you're so out of reach. Like and they they talk so longingly and lovingly about each other and I'm just like God damn man, like fucking <laughs> brings me back to the days of the long distance relationships that I had when I was just like, Fuck, I wanna see you. It and, is heartbreaking. Yeah. But I think it's beautifully delivered. I think the way that they, they sing is uh just incredible. Um I like the the music where like the the drum beats are actually sound like a heartbeat and then mm-hmm. they skip. I think that's really well done. Um yeah. yeah. It's pretty great. And I got a note about this one too. Uh Ooh. from Robert Holshoff Schmidt at rbhsjukebox.com. This was a song of the day on my birthday actually, uh, October 25th of 2013. He says, quote, Romy Medley, Croft, and Oliverson's voices blend and separate flawlessly, mixing wonderful harmonies with well-chosen alternating lines. Hard Skip to Beat is one of the standouts, a song about mischances and romantic regrets. The quiet, aching vocals and spare, fragile music work together nicely, conveying the desperation and resignation of the singers, end quote. I think it's a really good uh, hypothesis on the song and a, a good review, so... I mean, said it obviously did what it set out to do. Like it made you kind of think and a little bit sad. And so, but you didn't dislike it, right? No, no, like that. That is that is by far and away a really, really good song. It it gave me a little bit of the feels, man. Like I know I was researching that uh, it was Jonah Hill and Laura London, Lauren London, or whatever her name okay. was, uh, for the you people. Yeah, she's uh, she's a black actor. It's about Jonah Hill, who uh, is dating this black girl and wants to marry her. And it's the whole trope of he's white, she's black. It's kind of stupid. Like, the movie has got a lot of negatives on it because uh, they had no chemistry. But that was chemistry that we just listened to. <laughs> that like, Agreed. So there's a, there's a gal who's going to hopefully be listening to this one because she is notorious for hitting my kind of music that I listen to. I used to send her songs and she's like, Jared, this sucks. Like I, I couldn't even get past the first 10 seconds because then, you know, I hate this. And <laughs> I told her that this episode was one that she should give a listen to because it's, it's wildly different. But I remember kind of saying that like, um, kind of like how, uh, like how I was saying it, 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 it brings me back to that long distance relationship like mm-hmm. I, I remember, and this is the kind of guy I am. If you if you want a little insight into Jared, nobody had ever brought her bought her flowers ever. Now, and I've been friends with Natalie for ten years, right? Like I've been friends with her for ten years, and when I heard that, I was like, I'm gonna buy her flowers. And I found a way to to get her flowers in Canada uh, when she had made she made mention of it when she was really drunk after her Thanksgiving and how she thought it was sad. No boyfriend had ever bought her flowers. I was like, I'm gonna make her day. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of reminded me of like my heart sinking when I heard like nobody's ever bought this woman flowers. That, like that's a quintessential thing women want. And then she's telling her best friend, no one's ever bought her flowers. Maybe a guy should do something about that, <laughs> you know? And like, I remember she's like, oh my God, somebody bought me flowers. And, uh, and she's like, was it you? And I was like, well, yeah, you were so sad about it. And like that song brought me back to that feeling of like, how would, how is the one thing like every woman quintessentially wants is like flowers. And then no one's ever done that for her. So like it, that brings me back. And then like some of the long distance relationships that I've had, where it's just hmm. like, I just saw you like a week ago and I'm already pining. Like it brings me back to those moments in life and fuck you for putting me in the feels, man. <laughs> well, I'm sorry because it's only going to get worse. Like, Good. especially, uh, wow. Like, uh, sunset 
especially. And uh, yeah, some of these other ones aren't going to get any better for that. It's kind of, it's like I said, it's kind of the thing. So um, okay. this is another good one. Uh, Stars off their debut album as well. It's just, uh, wow, it's so good. But okay. let's, let's give it a listen. All right. Everyone can make their determination for themselves. Here it is.
So just you just want me to cry, obviously. Today. <laughs> That's not what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know, but like it just it was it it God, like it just it's so sad panda, man. Like I don't <laughs> like this is this is like this is my sad playlist right now. Like if I was if I was feeling like I have a feeling I'm going to listen to these six songs here in a minute. And it's like, it's going to, it's just going to make me get, I'm going to have my yearly cry. I'm going to feel a bit better and I'm going to sleep like a baby. Oh, I, that's a good thing, right? Depending upon when I listen to it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, you're going to add these six songs then to that. To that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm just going to go uh, add to the, you know what? Here we go. Uh, so crystallized. Add to the sad stuff, heart skipped a beat, and starts to the sad stuff. There we go. I've added three new songs. We're about to add three more. Yeah, um, Sunset for sure. Um, I, I'm actually kind of thinking that I might need to reevaluate where this one gets uh, kind of put on. Because I already did my preliminary ranking uh, for these songs. And I think I'm going to have to move Sunset up because I think it's not high enough on the list. But, of course, that means something else needs to get moved around but anyway uh let's give a listen to sunset which is another one i think that you're going to be adding to that playlist why there's no no introduction like jared get ready to cry like probably turn off the camera just here let's listen to sunset and fucking all right all right let's just cry this is well i mean i will give you the heads up that this is certainly if you thought the other ones were sad this is definitely the saddest this is actually about like ex-lovers kind of like meeting back up and and not even like pretending to kind of like even okay okay pretend that they shared anything sunset yep here it is
dude <laughs> yeah that one's uh it's painful but um just beautiful in its own misery i think um like i live in a small ish I, I live in a small enough town right like i don't live in that small of a town compared to some places i have visited but like i've always thought like what if i run into one of my exes and it's kind of weird because i've never run into any of my exes ever here and I always kind of wonder what that would be like seeing my ex again. And that happened during the pandemic. I saw him in a, in a Zoom meeting where a bunch of all of us kind of got together because an ex of mine is still really good friends with my buddy's wife. And all mm. like the girls are all big friends and like the guys are all friends and like when they mix and like I was ready to it, it was kind of like an early iteration of Zoom. It was called Har's Party. And like I remember she was there and it was just like. It was like, hey, Emily, how are you? She's like, hey, Jared, how are you? I'm like, life. She's like, yeah, life. <laughs> and and it was almost kind of like we were just two passing strangers that had met each other, like, briefly. And we were like, oh, we're at the yep. same party together. I'm like, we fucking know so much about each other. And, like, it was it, it, it was a sad fucking Zoom meeting. Like, I was like, yeah, I get to see everybody. We get to hang out. We get to play these, like, and it, oh, like, man, it was soul crushing, dude. I can I can imagine, yeah. Like, but the, like the the song gets into something like it's almost more painful. Like, it sounds like I mean it was a bad breakup or whatever. Like we're obviously reading into whatever because we have yeah. no idea what their history was, how long they were even together, or how intense it was. But okay, you're assuming that the the breakup was kind of bad, and they've been their separate ways. We have no idea how long they've been apart, but now they meet back up and they're kind of it sounds like a similar circumstance like it's either a get together or it's like something where they're introduced to each other but they're like yeah we we know each other and it's like it's even it's almost more painful now than even the initial breakup because it's like after all that we've shared we act like we're strangers like we have like we haven't had this intimate relationship and it's just like completely over it's yeah, it's so crushing. God, it, like I, I, I remember that like she Emily broke up with me like before she went on her internship, and I totally should have just let her. I totally like because she was checked out. Like we were moving in two very opposite directions. Well, okay, let me mm -hmm. rephrase that. She was moving in a direction, and I was staying put where I was because she was. 
I, dude, I thought I, I should have fucking known. I should have a hundred percent known she was a college student. Uh, she was an older college student. I'll say that much. You know, she was graduating a lot older because she had done it through scholarships and grants where she didn't owe any money. So she was older, mm-hmm. taking her time with it. And I was firmly planted in the career I was in right there. Like I had been in for, I think it was in, I, I was in my job for year number five. I met her at year four and then I was in year five when she left. And so like I was planning on staying there for a good minute. Right. Yeah. And dude, it just like, it was so crushing because she broke up with me and then we stayed together and then we didn't, we weren't broken up. But then like, as we were exiting the relationship, we were still friends ish, but like it, we, we intertwined when we shouldn't have. And I should have just, I should have just let her be. And like you, like that song reminds me of that whole little, that whole six months of just downward spiral into chaos and madness was like, I'm holding on for dear life when I know I shouldn't, I should just let the sun set and call it a fucking day. That's a good tie into the, to the name of the song. Uh, I mean, I, that's kind of the beauty of music is that people can put their own spin and interpretation on it. We, We say this all the time, whenever we talk about it, that's the power of, music and yeah. interpretation i don't want you to well, i mean I, you're going to rank these however you want to rank them but i just don't want you to kind of hold that <laughs> against the song a hundred percent that's already number six that's already number six right there no questions like dude it's Fair a enough. great song it elicits emo like for things to elicit emotions from me it takes a wee little bit Right. You know, mm. I'm, I'm military. You know, we, we, we suppress their stuff a little bit better than, than like, yeah. dude, it fucking took me eight years to finally be like, yeah, I should probably go to therapy. <laughs> you know, like after everyone's like, it, you're gonna, you're gonna feel better. And I was like, no, I'm not. And like now, like my sessions with my doctor, I'm like, oh, it's been an hour. He's like, yeah, we got Do you want to meet again in two weeks? I was like, sure. Let's make it two weeks. You know? And like, yeah. I feel like a baby back bitch, but he's like, dude, you're doing really no, good. I, yeah. I think it's, it's very important. I think everybody should, should do that. I think the world would be a lot a better place if people did have uh, an outlet to, to talk to, to people about stuff so. it's funny he's like we barely talk about what we're supposed to i was like yeah it's because i just enjoy talking to you my man <laughs> like it feels good <laughs> like i if i'm so yeah but yeah um uh, dragons is, is next here dragons is is the next song uh <laughs> dangerous dragons <laughs> dude i don't know why i thought that was dragons <laughs> but yeah what is dangerous uh, these next two songs are from their most recent album. Um, these, well, like I was kind of mentioning at the top, um, and I think Sunset was a perfect example of it, especially with how kind of like downtrodden the lyrics are and the message behind it. But it has like this electronic kind of driving beat. I think it it feels like it doesn't really fit in the song, and yet it fits perfectly in the song. You know what I mean? How many breakup uh, albums can they write, though? <laughs> well, apparently three. Okay. So, uh, Okay. Um, um, dangerous is kind of this is their uh to oliver sim who is the like the male vocalist guy he did a solo album and it was definitely more like edm pop uh influenced and that definitely comes into play with these next two songs um i think that they work as xx songs because of Oliver and Romy's vocals kind of intermingling like they do 
I don't think they work as well as the previous ones. Uh, like I was saying, I, I'm definitely a, a sucker for that first album. Uh, this is definitely more kind of pop influenced and they even incorporate some like different kind of vocals, like samples from other songs. Okay. Um, so, so you'll hear that pop? in these. <sighs> yeah, I think this is more kind of like pop than dream pop. I think um, Heart Skipped a Beat or, or Stars, I think probably is the like the epitome of the classification for dream pop. Fuck. So if you remember Stars, I think that's like. So what you're like a huge fan of dream pop is what yeah, you're dream, dream pop makes me cry. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see got more dream pop all right yeah. in the meantime though let's give a listen to dragons or i mean dangerous dragons <laughs> Good. 
say goodbye all right all right yo know, because they said that they couldn't like they're they're saying if it ends in tears then i won't say goodbye because i couldn't no like they're i mean no yeah, well. the, the dragons are breathing the fire's love back inside of them okay i'm feeling yes. a bit better about myself now all right um okay that doom pop well, is dangerous. I feel like I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> I don't feel nearly <laughs> as sad. <laughs> well, we're gonna round it out with on hold, which is another one. It's not. It's definitely not as uh, sad as sunset, but it's um, it's one where yeah, basically the guy thought that he could just kind of run around, do whatever he wants, and that she was always gonna kind of be there. But she's moved on, and he's kind of devastated by it, and but it's too little too late. So, so I guess I'm putting my feelings on hold for a second. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, this is on hold. I don't blame you. We got carried away. I can't hold on to an empty space. Now you found when you start to orbit It could be love I think you're too soon to call us old When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold And every time I let you leave I always saw you coming back to me When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you Could be love, I think you're too soon to call us old 
When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. And every time I let you leave, I always saw you coming back to me. When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. Shout out to all the players out there trying to get in with baby mamas and such. <laughs> yeah, apparently um, that I didn't recognize it, but looking at the like lyrics, the part of the songwriting credit was uh, credited to uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates, like Hall and Oates. So apparently, oh. I don't know if that um, the sample was from there, like um, where it was like, uh, where does it stop? Where do you stop? Where do you dare me to? You got my body. You got my body. Dare me to dare me to. I don't know if that's from a Hall and Oates song like that they sampled or what, but they got partial songwriting credit. So what did you think of this one? Dude's an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I got from him. Like, bitch, uh, what, what's this saying? Fuck around and find out. Well, you yeah, literally sure. and figuratively. So very good yeah uh clifford stoom from popsongprofessor.com said about this one quote i appreciate on hold because it's about maturing and becoming a better person realizing that we have to take responsibility for our own actions and being willing to put others first and not just assume that they'll cater to everything we want two characters in the song had assumptions about the world that can be condensed into one idea things will work out for me because that's how things work sims character learns that if he sends them away she may not come back to him and that he has to be proactive Cross character learns to trust less in her feelings and thoughts about her destiny. She learns that she has to make her own decisions. This maturity and willingness to explore what are possibly personal failures are what make on hold a specific, powerful, and beautiful song, end quote. And I couldn't agree more. I think it's very well summarized. Uh, yeah, just a, a really good song. It is. It's, it, like, it has a different feeling. It does. It's It's not sad ethereal music is what i would call it um doesn't make me want to feel as much and yeah that album is definitely more uh poppy trying to commercialize it and you know be monetarily successful rather than dream pop. They, yeah dream pop songs for art that will make people uh cry so uh so now that you've 
experienced the XX. You've added some of those songs to your playlist. You've found a new genre that you appreciate that you can delve deeper into. What did you think of them as a whole? I'm going to find a new way to cry. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't hate it like Marks. I I don't hate it like uh, Crimson. Um, No, I, I actually do really, to be serious, like they're not what I expected them to be, but they fucking hammered it out of the park, my man. Like it's like I said, it takes a lot to put me in the feels and then four out of the, the six songs just to kind of hit home runs and just kind of go, here's a nice little gut punch. Uh, you know, <laughs> here, good luck, my man. Good luck trying to yeah. get through the rest of the podcast, you know? Oh, I, I think that's what they do perfectly well, especially in, cause there's songs where like she'll just sing and there's songs that he just sings and those are great. But I think that where they really shine and what I wanted to really illustrate was that the key to the band when they're, in my opinion, at their most successful is when they're singing together mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of playing off of each other. I think that's like, that's the XX to me. Yeah. And I think these six songs are pretty good encapsulation for anyone that hasn't heard them before. And I'm thinking that's probably going to be a lot of people because they, they are an English band. They haven't had a lot of success over here. Um, I would say definitely start with that first album. I think you'll probably be uh, a fan after you listen to that one and then you can delve into the deeper stuff and then oliver sims uh solo stuff after that because it is good but it definitely is more kind of the pop angle i think you like the the xx stuff that first album especially and then go from there so are you ready to get into the ratings portion do we have to start with mine first we do okay so uh Number number six for me was uh, Conceal Me with the Xavier Rude. I know that we uh, we say everybody's going to start somewhere. You know, that it, we it, it's in every single freaking episode. People are probably sick and tired of hearing it, but <laughs> Conceal Me just doesn't do it for me. It, it, it's, it's a strong song, but it's number six. I initially, I was thinking the same thing. I had that as my number six, um, and then I was just like uh, – Stony Creek, as good as it was, um, like I said, that whole, like the, the dog bark, like I was even said it, I'll just reiterate, you had me, you lost me with the dog, you won me back over, but then the chicken thing just like completely threw me out. I'm like, all right, this is firmly number six. Really good song. I like the sentiment behind it. I like the mu- musicality of it. Um, I like all the lyrics with the exception of that whole stands with the chicken. Like just yeah. el- el- eliminate that. And that's like a still a solid song, but solidly number six for me. Light the shade. As much as I do like this song, I just there are there are better. They get there are songs that get me better. They just wow. songs that get me better. I mean, like I said, it does have a lot of pull. It has a lot of feel. Uh, but with Xavier Rooted, I'm I, I want to mellow out. I don't want to cry. I just kind of want to bring me down a a, a scooch, if, as they say in the Midwest here. Fair enough. I went with uh, Conceal Me at. My number five, I think it was uh, another strong song, but um, yeah, kind of the reason that you gave is the reason that I'm sticking it at five. It's just like there's there's stronger songs that come out of it. These are the songs that I, I really begin to like. Central Avenue, um, it, it it does it winds you up a bit. It it starts soft, builds you, and then comes right back down. And it 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 gives the sentiment of of why the song is called Central Ave, and I ju- I just think that's great. I I. 
I don't love it, but I also don't like want to put it too low. So it's. I we're gonna have largely the same <laughs> answers. I think um, I went with Central Ave at uh, number four as well. I think it was uh, uh, really good, um, especially for just an instrumental. But um, yeah, the the ones that come above it are really really strong songs. So. Uh, okay, well, let's see uh, if we, we match up with our top two, because uh, number three is actually Stony Creek. You're right. The the dog and, and the, the birds, like, <laughs> you, you win me, you lose me, you win me, you lose me. But it's like, if if I could edit those out, it'd be a phenomenal song. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, get rid of the barking and the, the chicken stands, and then you're looking at probably a, a number uh, two or number one song. But, uh Yeah. Um, for my number three, I went with like the shade. I, I think, uh, especially like um, your personal kind of story relation to it, I think um, upped it a little bit higher. And I like the sentiment behind it. Um, yeah, it's a really good song. All right. So our number one and twos are either flip flopped or they're the same. Uh, so do you, do you want to say number two at the same time? Sure. All right. Three, two, one. Blackwater. Blackwater. How diddly. <laughs> hey ho. Yeah, I don't like it's just it's a little bit, it's a tinge of heavier. Like this is this is on uh what would the kids say? On fleek with what Jared would listen to. And so yeah, that's that's why I like it. And it's instrumental. So, you know. Yeah, it was good. Uh I like the the instrumental. It was um harder, like you said. Uh, I think it was especially like how you cultivated the playlist, how you put that one following uh, to let, which is obviously our, both of our, our number ones um, was just phenomenal, really well structured and well done. And yeah, to let, you know, I'll go first with the reason I chose it as my number one. It was, this was my first ever listening to Xavier Root. I had no kind of comprehension of, of what he was, who he was or what to expect. And so as soon as that started, it kind of, it, it threw me for a loop. It took me on an adventure. There was a lot of uh, just, yeah, just a lot of uh, emotions and feelings and, and appreciation went into that song. That was the the first song that I heard by Xavier Rude. And it just, that, that kickoff, I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And then like, you know, like I said, at the first I thought it was three different songs. Like, God damn, that's three really bangers. And my cousin was <laughs> like, no, that's just one. And I was like, Wow. So yeah, like that's that's why it was number one. I I felt like I'd lead, I'd I'd lead with the best and then just kind of play play with the rest. So that's a really good analogy. I like that. All right, so uh, the XX. What did you have for your number six? I know I tipped my hand to it earlier, but Sunset it it elicited a a, a little a little uh, a little a little. A little dark side in Jared's life that uh, I, I may or may not be very proud of what I did and who I was at that time. And it, it was a very painful moment. But uh, I, if I didn't have to rank it, I'd, it, well, fucking sunset. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, I can appreciate that. I was hoping that um, you wouldn't penalize the song. But I mean, I get it not being able to kind of separate the two i went with dangerous as my number six it's just it, it's a good song i like uh the sentiment behind it as well it's just a little bit too a poppy and more of like an an oliver kind of solo song for my taste um yeah i went with dangerous at six that's actually why i went with on hold it 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 didn't 
I feel I feel pampered by the first four songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm like yeah. this is this is not this is not the XX that I've I've come to know and this is not the XX that I've I'm now demanding to have, <laughs> right. you know. Uh, so that's why I went with on hold. I went with uh, on hold as my number five uh, as well, because it, for that same reason, I mean, uh, really good songs. Obviously, it made a top six of the XX for me um, just because I wanted to have you know, kind of some diversity between their albums, because as I said, I really could have done a top six just from that first album alone. I wanted to have like a, a little bit more diversity. So it's there. It certainly made a top six, but uh, firmly at the five, because it's just. Yeah, like you just said it perfectly. It's not, in my mind, like what the XX is, like the top four. And that's exactly why Dangerous is number four for me, just because it's like you have something that works, right? Like this is this is what I like. Uh, like with 36 Crazy Fist, that band that I told you about, the All Night's Lights, they are, they're called hype metal, right? That's what they are. So okay. they slow it down by like a quarter when they record it. And then they play it a quarter, like a just a, a hair, a scooch faster when it's live. And it just doesn't feel right. Just doesn't feel right. It sounds different. It's, it, it, you know, it's, and you know, there's nothing wrong with quick, there's nothing wrong with thrashy metal, but dangerous was just a dangerous game. And I, I don't approve <laughs> of, of what they tried there. <laughs> oh, I went with uh, Sunset as my number four. I debated um, moving it higher just because it's so good. But I think it's, yeah, that first album, I just love it so much. I had to go with those songs in my top three. Sunset also, I, I feel it works for the song, but I also can certainly understand people being put off by like the hard driving, like EDM kind of techno beat with it, especially with like a kind of downtrodden, sadder song and delivery. It just, it doesn't feel like, it goes in the song, but I think it works, but I can understand why people maybe don't think it works. So, I mean, if, if I didn't, if I didn't have to rank it, cause music is all about the feels, right? Like it, it probably would have gone somewhere else, but yeah, it just, it, you know, that's what music is. So, yep. But that, uh, crystallized, I, I have that as number three. It, it's a good one. I, I don't know what else to say. Like it, it, it set the tone. It's at the pace, and I just got two other songs that I liked better. Yeah, same. Crystallize, I went with that as my number three as well. It's uh, It was the lead single off of that album. wasn't the first one that I heard. Uh, I kind of have a habit of like, maybe falling in love with uh, the first song that I hear because it's just like, oh, man, if that's the sound that they give off. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of end up going with that. Crystallize is a phenomenal song. I like uh, especially like the the intellectual kind of ideal behind it if that's really mm -hmm. what they were going for but uh yeah the the top two were just so on a different wavelength so stars number two for me was stars it 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 like again like when we talk about hitting there's the very first movie that like i can remember crying at was we were soldiers with mel gibson of, of all movies where like i actually let like i was like god damn and like it hit just that that tinge in me and yeah it was a military movie yeah it was like 
you know, it was that that hoorah kind of fucking, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so booed it's it's not even funny. But like <laughs> stars really just kind of drew me out and I was like, ah, oh. because I remember I went through a breakup and they, they had this ethereal astronaut music, like eight hours of this just calming tone and like I listened to it and like it just drove me crazy when I broke up with one of my exes and like that reminded me of like it brought me down a peg and it was it was able to help me process the feels in such a positive way and stars Mm -hmm. just gave that to me it just gave it to me that's awesome I I love that music can have that effect on people that like even if it's sadder music it can kind of even put you in a better place if you're in a bad mood so i i get that i also went with stars as my number two which means that we're like really on the same wavelength with with our artists here and our song selections yeah for all the things that i I didn't have the obviously the personal experience that you had with it but it's just like it's such a phenomenal song they play off of each other so well Uh, Mm -hmm. it's just great so that means that obviously our number one heart skip to beat yeah it's so fucking good i i love 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 the lyrics, the delivery, the music. I love how the uh, the drums is actually sounds like a heartbeat. So good. <sighs> there we go. You, you want to know why it's number one? <laughs> just gives you chills. Yeah, it's yeah. just it fucking like when 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 somebody speaks to your soul and it like tells you a tale and it just like you you want to be entrenched in it, right? And just like I feel so thoroughly entrenched and heart skipped a beat it's just like have you ever watched like a movie with like true 7.1 surround sound where it makes you feel you're there Mm -hmm. that's heart skipped a beat that's heart skipped a beat it i i don't know man i don't know (laughs) i get it i think the same way it's a phenomenal song i think that um, yeah, it just shows that we're perfect, uh, a perfect match for for this show because we had the same thought process. I'm all jittery again. The coffee's kicking back in. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, well, use that to your advantage to play. <laughs> Is it Aerosmith? Oh fuck! I didn't cue it up. I didn't cue <laughs> it up. Usually, I have time. No, no. Is it Aerosmith? Stop sharing the sound. He didn't hear it. <laughs> I stopped sharing the sound. I, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I could just stop sharing my sound. It's whatever. But yeah, okay. No, I played it. Trust me. Okay. Do you want me to play it again? No, it's fine. Because I mean, I'll, I I'll play you. it again, and, and everybody could just hear that. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, you sure? Yeah, it's it's on the on the episode, right? Well, I don't. Well, just let's do it a second time, just to make sure. Is it there, Smith? <laughs> You're still not sharing the sound. So. No, I'm not. So I guess we got to oh. play it a third time now, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to actually no, step no, up no, for you to no. sit? I just, okay. You're fine. I, I, I share. They heard it twice. I just, I want <laughs> right. to be a dick to everybody. Okay. So is it Aerosmith for those brand new to the show is a up and coming game. that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> Um, where uh, where listeners. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, the ones that actually interact with the show for yeah. sure. Um, those are the ones that really care and that even stick around to the end of the show to listen to Is It Aerosmith instead of just like bailing after the music. Um, 
yeah, for those that actually give a shit about it, is that Aerosmith is uh, four snippets of lyrics that I will read. Obviously, they don't get to hear the song because that would just totally give it away. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and and my voice reading those lyrics, and our guests have to determine whether it's Aerosmith or not. At least one of these snippets will be Aerosmith. Sometimes it could be more, but at least one of them will be. Um, I have Jared, a... as he joked, kind of has a, a penchant for getting like fifty percent. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, so. If if you play at home please please play responsibly don't cheat and if you beat me I'll, I'll give you a special shout out if you if you if you genuinely win uh email eric nice. at file under pod whatever something at something, gmail.com gmail. yeah, yeah. Uh, click in the show notes and uh yeah we'd I, i'd love to play against you and if, if you win i'll give you a special shout out possibly maybe sort of i don't know we'll see what happens awesome okay so are you ready no okay <laughs> perfect here we go Captain Billy Beamish put a lamb up on a rack. Thanks for coming, Billy, and we hope you're coming back. The castle will be waiting for the next bangers and mash. Blanche and Marsha Resnick put their marmite with their hash. Ha ha ha. What? <laughs> Is it Aerosmith? I f- feel like it is. I'm going to say yes. It, it's got okay. a little bit of the right. It's, it's, a, it's a funky lyrics. But it's got that rhyme skimming them on. All right. It's the same old, same old pudding in the tame. If you really need a lover, honey, call my name. You can lose your mind looking for a pearl, like looking for a diamond in a rhinestone world. There's one kind of lover that's just my style. That's a downtown baby with an uptown smile. Top hat glovers kissing lipstick girls, kissing high heel lovers with the cinnamon swirls. Okay, I want to change my answer. Number one is no. Number two is yes. Okay. One is no. Two is yes. One is no. I don't have anybody to play off. Okay. All right, here we go. Sailors of the ocean, spread your sails. Shed your skin and run away. From all the memories kept, all the blood that was inside you that fake. I just want you to feel my memories. These tears I shed are the blood of my heart. AI generated. 100%. 100% AI generated. I, I love how like I love how I know that something's going to happen because I can hear Wrigley jumping up and you have to pause for a second because he's going to walk right in front of you. It's adorable. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Like He, he had been so perfect before like he was just sitting here calmly hanging out and then he decided oh it's towards the end of the show it's time for me to start jumping and running around like a wildebeest all right here we go final one i'm so tired of on my own won't you help me girl soon as you can i guess you know that i uh i love you so even though you don't want me no more hey 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 i'm crying tears all through the years i'll tell you like it is Honey, love me if you will. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's a yes. That's a yes. That that, that yes. I, I feel like that. that, is that is, yeah, yeah. Stephen Tyler's trying to mack on a fifteen-year-old girl or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was that, 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 that was a lot of that. We we talked about that before. That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. I apologize. Okay, so 
the first one, Captain Billy Beamish and Blanche and Marsha Resnick and all those uh, name drops. You initially said yes, that it was Aerosmith. You changed your vote to no. You should have stuck with yes, my man. It is Aerosmith. It's Crash from Nine <laughs> Lives. All right. <laughs> all right. The second one, it's the same old, same old uh, Honey Call My Name, High Heel Lovers with Cinnamon Swirls. You changed your vote from the first one. You said that this one was yes. That is correct. This was also Aerosmith. This was Love XXX from the album Music from Another Dimension. So you're currently oh, at one point. XXX. Look at you. Look <laughs> at you. All right. So the next one, Sailors of the Ocean with the Tears Are Shed or the Blood of My Heart. You said no because you said that this was AI generated. You are correct. So you got double points because you knew it was not, and you also said specifically was AR-generated. The prompt for this was blood. The genre was metal. The mood, very happy. So you got <laughs> two points for that one, so you're at three points. Uh, the last one, tired of on my own, won't you help me, girl, yada, yada. You said yes. Sorry to say that was not Aerosmith. This was Al Green, the song Tired of Being Alone. So you uh, you got three points out of hey. a possible four. Technically, seventy-five so, percent. Yeah, so even better than normal. Definitely better than your fifty percent usual. So, yeah. yeah, just imagine if you would have like kept it at yes, the first one, you could have been like technically perfect. I technically could have been, <laughs> but technically you weren't. So yeah. technically, go fuck yourself. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and close everything <laughs> out right now. We're gonna go file that clam blah 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 blah. Yes. Well, uh, before we do that, mm-hmm. please tell everybody again. All the different places that they can find the hardest working man in podcasting. I hate this because it's so many. I feel like I take up everybody's time where people are like, yeah, Jared, we know. Um, but if, <laughs> like if we've seen time, a podcast, we've seen you on it. Yeah. Um, there's a <laughs> podcast. I am somewhere, some way. No, uh, mainly on Feathers and Friends. That is my main podcast. Uh, it's uh, I, I do a lot of I've been doing a lot of solo stuff. Guests have been a little difficult to come by for some fucking reason. I got to get you on. I got it. I know. Like, I've been dying too. Like, we were doing a monthly kind of thing. And then yeah. just like, yeah, life gets in the way, man. Dude, yeah, life got in the way. Like, I remember we were, we had one planned and then Mark had to get, Mark had to push it back. And I was, I just want to be like, no, Mark, no, we just <laughs> fuck it. But yeah, whatever. I, I will have you back on. Um, uh, Feathers and Friends, Filener Entertainment, I guess, as co hosts officially now. Um, and then, uh, as the evil Mark show is the second half, uh, where we're going to be doing feathers and friends version 1.5, uh, coming up until, uh, spring training starts and expect a lot of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rogers and Tom Brady talk and some Derek Carr in there. My, my boo Baker Mayfield. Uh, I may be, I may be rekindling. Are you reconciled? Uh, he sent me some spicy photos and, and a nice little check for, for my, for my Jeep Bob. So, you know, I kind of got to like. Oh gotta go make a visit to, to los angeles you know <laughs> hey especially this time of year with all the snow and cold weather that we're getting uh you la it's trip like, it's supposed to be 40 tomorrow yeah well you never got the snow that we got that we were talking about yesterday did you yeah we nope. got like four inches which like we've said is kind of like just a dusting around here so um, yeah, and this has been File Under Entertainment. You can also catch me uh, as the co-host of the Evil Mark Show, the Thursday edition, which is, excuse me, college football during the college football season, but it transitions to all sports, whether we're talking NHL, uh, NBA, MLB, 
you name it, tennis, golf, it's, it's all in there. We have a bunch of fun segments like what's Wrigley watching where he's been watching movies now instead of historic college football games. It's a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, check that show out. And this, of course, um, wow. I can't believe that the music season is almost over. Jared is always coming on because he's the super producer and the co-host. So he he'll be back uh, every episode, but actually back again as a guest along with Mark on the Z episode coming up really quick for the next episode that you're going to be hearing from us is the Y episode. Of course, it's going to be myself along with uh, Jake and David who are talking about uh, Jake and I uh, picked the yeah, yeah, yeah's and David selected yellow card. So wait, am um, I doing my own thing for Z? I thought you and Mark were sharing Zach Wild or something. Oh, I should probably talk to him about that, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, you got some time. Yeah. <laughs> we're just this is uh, coming out Tuesday, and yeah, yeah, we got some, we got some time. But um, that is what's next on the docket. And then after that, um, previous guest Gaio had brought up like a musical journey kind of thing, which I'm gonna have each of my previous guests come on and, and talk about their musical journey, which will be some fun episodes and. Some other special ones, like maybe we'll do uh, favorite covers and uh, Mark's insisting on country. Doing, uh, yeah, country. Um, ding, ling, ling, ling. So, uh, so that, that, that'll that happen. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I'll bring some Garth Brooks. <laughs> I, it's going to be fun. I, I think every single episode that we do is just a blast. I've been uh, incredibly honored to have my friends help me because like you mentioned kind of at the top of the show all you guys bailed me out like dylan kind of left me in a lurch uh i didn't know if this thing was gonna continue and my my friends from the podcasting world helped bail me out to make this uh second season a success and um yeah we'll see where we go from here but that's going to be it from us. Any final words, Jay? I could have had so many Fridays off if I would have just been like, let, let them flounder. Let them fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have been no skin off my back or anybody else's. It's like, oh, so that, that show's not a thing anymore? Okay. I'll listen to some other show. No skin off my back. Whatever. I love um, you, man. But yeah. We love you too, buddy. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this and continuing. And uh, yeah, more interaction is always welcome. But until then... We're going to slam that filing cabinet shut.